The initial college football playoff rankings are out, and your Ohio State Buckeyes fell, landed at number five. Why number five? Who was ahead of them? What needs to be done for them to move up into the top four? Myself, and as you see, Jeff Hunt, for those of you watching live on Twitter and YouTube, is with us once again to break all of this down, the initial rankings, and what Ohio State needs to do to move up in this live episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. We are live on a Tuesday evening, a little bit later than normal, November the 2nd in the year 2021. And here with me to break down where the Buckeyes fell, why they landed, where they did, how they move up, everything else going on with the initial college football playoff rankings, it's my guy, Jeff Hunt, from the Off the Ball Network. Jeff, we have been excited for this the entire time. The rankings have been unveiled. We have numerous thoughts. I'm just glad you're with me to break it all down. JJ, once again, thanks for having me on. This is the proverbial Christmas for me. This is really when I, I I get into my wheelhouse of the college football world, and I'm glad that you're here to talk me talk me down, talk me out. Sometimes I get a little excited on day one. This is my favorite show to do the the instant reaction for, for the first rankings. But uh, but they they gave us a lot to talk about, man. They did our job for us tonight. They definitely did. And those of you that are jumping in live, if you want to jump into the chat, the chat is open. We will try to filter in some of your comments throughout this show. But Jeff and I, without the comments, we have plenty to talk about. Like I mentioned earlier, the Ohio State Buckeyes fell at number five. We'll go through the top six now. We'll go through the top ten in a second. We'll go through six through one to make it a little bit more interesting. Number six was the Cincinnati Bearcats, an 8-0 team, a group of five team as well. Number five, your Ohio State Buckeyes. Number four, the Oregon Ducks. Little interesting right there. No, that gets your blood boiling. Number three, Michigan State Spartans. Number two, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I do think it's more than the Alabama bias, but I will get to that in a second. Then number one, the only one that people kind of expected was Georgia. Jeff, I will say, I correctly predicted the correct spots for five of the top six. The only one I got wrong was Oregon at four. I thought they would put Oklahoma at four, not at number eight. Jeff, when you see the top six, what goes through your mind? Really what jumped out to me, Jay, and you know, not to self-promote, but I do put out my own rankings, you know, playoff rankings every week. I do it all season long to try and stay ahead of this, you know. And um, the one thing I don't like is if you put two teams that are that are going to figure it out at the end of the season at one and two, what you've really done is, is set it up for – it, it's not it, to me. It's not a realistic ranking because they can't end up one and two. So essentially, what they didn't want to do is you know don't pick. And I know that what they do is excuse that as oh it'll play itself out and all these things. But it doesn't always play itself out though. When you put that team at two, everybody's like I ah, don't worry about it. They got to play, but they still get the advantage of being at two as to where you know Cincinnati, Ohio State, you know on f- at five and six, they don't get that advantage to 
you, to see what they can do or to win. You know, they could have put Ohio State at two because realistically, Ohio State wins out. That's about where they'll. That's about where they'll be with the schedule they have. So that's always my argument. Okay, we'll go ahead and put Ohio State at two if if you're if we're going on potential or put Oregon at two. Uh, Oregon wins out. You know what I mean? So it's like they're talking out both sides of their mouth when they talk about you know a, a lot of these things. So that that really jumped out. I thought Bam at two was honestly just. And honestly, just eyeball test, Bama's a really good team. Mm -hmm. But eyeball-wise, I don't know if they jump out as guaranteed second-best mm -hmm. team in the country to me. I guess that's I guess that's part of the argument. I'll give you the first uh, stab at it before I hop in. What about Ohio State at five? Was that a shock to you? I, I, I would say it's a shock. I would say it's too high. When I say too high, it's not because of a negative towards the Buckeyes. I honestly don't think that they have looked like the team that can – to, can win in the playoffs yet, but I, I understand we talk about it. Me and you talk about it on our shows every mm -hmm. week. They're growing. Mm -hmm. They're learning. Mm -hmm. I basically thought five was high because of the teams that got dropped below them. Like I thought they should have been below Cincinnati, even though I don't think they're. I don't think Cincinnati's better. I thought Cincinnati should have got the shot to, to 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 work their way up or to at least try to fight for it. Um, Oregon over them. I agree with you. I can't argue. The, do I think Ohio State and Oregon, if they play tomorrow, I think Ohio State, Ohio State probably wins. I really do. A couple of weeks ago, I would have told you I guarantee they do. But so, but I, I can't argue that. But then this is what always happens. Then I go, well, I saw Oregon lose to Stanford, so I got to forget that. All I can remember is that Oregon beat Ohio State. So it's it's you st when once you start getting in that, I have this argument all the time. I'm like, well, who do you want to be number one then? You know what I mean? So then mm -hmm. if we're going to go by Oregon is there because they beat Ohio State, then why not say Cincinnati beat Notre Dame, who is a really, really good team right now, is kind of the forgotten team because they don't play that championship game. So uh, I think Ohio State's too high for the rankings, but I do not think that they're undeserving of a five spot, if that makes any sense at all. It does. It does. I am. I correctly predicted where I thought that Ohio State would fall in this first ranking. I do think, and as we've seen things get unveiled, I do understand why the head-to-head -head match matchup, in the way that the committee puts it together, why that head-to-head -head matchup, Oregon beating Ohio State by seven points on the road. Ohio State was a top ten team at that time. It does make sense to me from their thought point thought process why Ohio State is five. Oregon is four. I don't think Oregon is one of the is one of the better. I say, I think Oregon's good. Don't get me wrong. I think Oregon is good. I don't think if they're on a if they if they line up now, I don't think Oregon beats Georgia, beats Alabama. It's close against Michigan State. I think Ohio State beats Oregon. I think a Cincinnati Oregon matchup might be closer than people think. I think Michigan could battle and beat Oregon. So I'm not saying Oregon's a bad team. It's just Michigan just lost. Michigan State just beat a top 10 AP team. And Ohio State lost that head-to-head -head matchup to Oregon in week number two. So I think all those factors go into it. The nice thing about this is, Jeff, this is the first ranking coming out. We have more coming out through the month of November. And then the official one after conference championship games have been played, or the last one, once the conference championship games have been played. And so we can kind of relax a little bit and say – this is amazing. The one thing I think that hurt Ohio State, and I'll turn it back over to you here in a second, Penn State's not ranked. If Penn State hadn't lost three games in a row, the Iowa loss, okay, I get it. But you lose to Illinois, and then you lose to Ohio State. Three games in, in a row. I think if Penn State is ranked, you might see Ohio State jump Oregon because that's a more of a, a different type of win 
Penn State was in the coaches poll and the AP poll. So I was anticipating that those polls would have some influence on where Penn State would fall, but they didn't. Penn State's on the outside looking in. I get what happened. The Illinois loss was bad, really, really bad. You give up 300-plus yards on the ground, bad, embarrassing. Only 38 passing yards from Illinois in that game, embarrassing. I mean, those are embarrassing numbers right there, and you watch the football on the field, embarrassing. I think that embarrassing performance from the Nittany Lions about, what, a couple weeks ago, that's part of the reason why, Jeff, Ohio State is on the outside of the top four right now. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks offers every sport you could think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players as well. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode of Locked on Buckeyes is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of french fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say, locked on Buckeyes, watch party, ba-da-ba-ba-da. I'm loving it. And part of it too, and this is the the tricks. No, I don't, I see it like I you know, you know, we follow this committee very closely. We see what they do. They also know where where to safely place teams. You know, they put Ohio State in a spot to where here's what everybody says automatically. All oh, the Ohio State wins out they're in. Michigan wins out they're in. Um, you know, Oklahoma wins out, they're probably gonna work their way in. Maybe that's the team that if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm not a happy camper tonight. <laughs> Um, you know, Cincinnati can't win their way in, which is, it's a shame for their fan base as, as a, somebody that watches the game. Mm -hmm. I think it was a little early to, to lose them, you know, just as far as drama in the top five and, and we'll see what happens. But if you just look at these schedules, what I really bothers me about, I shouldn't say bothers me, but here's something that they did. Okay. So they give Oregon a ton of credit for beating Ohio state. Fine. But if, but, the thing is, though, the Big Ten has a much, much stronger mm-hmm. presence in the top mm-hmm. 25. So if you're going to do that for Oregon, why? I don't understand why they couldn't have done it for Cincinnati. I don't I don't know where they drew the line of like they're basically giving Oregon all the credit for one victory, but they didn't do it with Cincinnati. You know, maybe I mean, I saw the Navy game that was tough for Cincinnati. The Tulane game wasn't much better. I'm not saying that I don't understand it totally, mm-hmm. but then the, the bump to Oregon – Everything is based on Ohio State. So, in theory, what we've set up 
is Oregon, Ohio State going to the playoffs. I mean, that's that's what is really set up here as far as, you know, where they're at now. Or Michigan, Michigan and Oregon, it's, it's, they're in the same situation, you know. So that's what's weird about it is that they've given Oregon the path. And I always talk about the path. Oregon doesn't have a loss left on their schedule. Like they really have one of the easiest paths of the power five schools to get there. So we, now we've lost that spot that we thought Cincinnati was going to have. We, we know the SEC is getting a spot now for sure. So we, there's only two left for these teams to fight for. We assume whichever one of these three teams, you know, goes through the big 10, if any of them don't lose the rest of uh, rest of the season, that spot's taken, you know, so now you've got Oklahoma who hasn't lost a game in quite some time begging for a playoff spot or, something so it's you know here's what my bottom line is here's what this really did to me was just reiterated my stance on and i know me and you don't, aren't quite eye to eye on this which mm-hmm. is odd because we see eye to eye pretty much everything <laughs> to me we this do. this might be their way of saying and this could be a power play for the networks uh we could add more teams to a playoff i some something about me thinks that this opening poll was for everybody to go oh i guess we could have eight teams in there because if you're going to drop oklahoma to eight What's the first thing an Oklahoma fan's going to say? Well, we ought to get a shot. Yeah. Cincinnati ought to get a shot. Yeah. Oh, now next thing, now what do you have now? You have an argument for eight teams. There's no way that that doesn't factor into it in my mind. Jeff, let's go ten through one very quickly. We went through the top six. We will go ten through one, and I'll give a little commentary when I go through each team. Notre Dame comes in at number ten. They're seven and one. Their only loss is to Cincinnati. I think that means something to this committee right now because I do think. The general public sometimes forgets Notre Dame. Notre Dame losing to Cincinnati, I get it was a home loss, but losing to them, that kind of helps boost Cincinnati. And it can kind of boost Notre Dame because Notre Dame to some people is a 12 to 15 team in the country. I think Notre Dame's a fringe top 10 team. I mean, they're, they're, they got their issues just like everybody else does. I mean, Georgia, the number one team in the country, has their issues as well just to have a very dominant defense. Number nine, Wake Forest, 8-0. and this is very interesting because, Jeff, I heard somebody on a podcast recently, and it just this did not come from me or I would give myself credit. They ended up saying that Wake Forest could go 13-0 and and not play one ranked team the entire year. That's how weird the ACC is. They have a non-conference game with North Carolina. They signed a home-and-home agreement, so they're theoretically playing an extra conference game but it's not a conference game, so it's kind of weird how that's going to work out. I Contra- didn't know that. That's, that's Contracts and things. Number eight, we mentioned it, Oklahoma 9-0. and I don't know. Off the top of my head, I do know they play Iowa State, and or they go on the road to play Oklahoma State in Bedlam the final week of the year. I think Bedlam is bigger this year. I know some people are going to walk mm. over that. I think Bedlam is huge, and I do think that's a big game for Oklahoma at the end of the season. Michigan is 7-1 and at number seven. The tough thing about this is I believe they have Penn State coming up, and I believe that's a road game in Happy Valley. You don't know what's going to happen there, and then you also have the game at the end of the season, Thanksgiving week. Ohio State, we think Ohio State will win. I know how I view Harbaugh. I know how I view that Michigan team. They're not a bad team. Even like week two, um, one of my friends, Sarah Barker, ended up texting me and asking during a Michigan game. She was like, is Michigan, is Michigan good? I was like, yes. And I, I felt weird saying that in the beginning of the season. That's a good football team. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's not a bad coach. He just struggles to beat, <laughs> beat his biggest rivals. Um, six, Cincinnati, eight, no. I think group of – I'm wondering how this group of five thing is going to work for them. I, I'm not saying they're a bad football team, but I wonder how the group of five aspect for them will – will it help them 
if they run through and destroy everybody else? Will it hinder them if they run through and destroy the rest of their opponents, but it's still they have the group of five label on them? Five Ohio State, they got to play out. And this week against Nebraska, you cannot just walk right through the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. All six of Nebraska's losses are by eight points or less. Yes, a three-point loss to Michigan that Michigan won on a walk-off field goal. A three-point loss to Michigan State. I mean, they're playing everybody very, very tough. They lost to Oklahoma by, I believe, seven points, seven or eight points. They can play tough. They play up to their opponents. They just can't finish games. They are at home this weekend. So Ohio State fans were thinking, oh, Ohio State's better. They are better. But I'm saying, I know I, I didn't think they were going to cover the spread against Penn State. They didn't. I'm not sure if Ohio State covers the spread this week against Nebraska. That's not a knock on Ohio. That's not a knock on either team. These are two good teams, and Nebraska somehow finds a way to play up to opponents and give teams fits. Number four, Oregon, seven and one. Pac-12 is a Pac-12, but I think the Pac-12 has better football teams than people might think. Then you got number three, Michigan State. Number two, Alabama. Alabama's remaining schedule goes like this, Jeff. LSU this weekend, it's in Tuscaloosa. Then they have to play, it looks like New Mexico State. They play Arkansas. November 20th, they play Arkansas. And then they play Auburn on November 27th. So they have three really tough games and then kind of a cakewalk against New Mexico State. I I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Before the year, I talked to you and I said, Jeff, I see Alabama possibly losing two games this year. That game, the Iron Bowl at the end of the season, that could be a loss. Auburn is not a bad football team. They have struggles like everybody does. That's not a bad football team. I encourage everyone, once the game is over, once Ohio State beats Michigan like I expect them to, turn over to CBS on on November 27th and watch the Iron Bowl. That'll be great theater all game long. And then number one, Georgia, who has a cakewalk, a literal cakewalk, (laughs) the rest of the schedule. I'll go over that in a second. Jeff, I went through 10 through 1 a little bit more extensively than I thought I was going to. What are your thoughts? If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Another great thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut and raspberry and mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and even cherry bar seed. This month, Built Bar is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and it's all one word, and you will get 15% off your next order. Once again, go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action 
this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on L O C K E D O N, and it's all one word to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh yeah, it's I don't I a couple things I like about it. I think Notre Dame deserves to be there and I also think they have no chance. I think the conference championship game is not having is just going to kill them this year. I don't see a path how they jump all these teams without that extra game. So it just is what it is for Notre Dame. They, you know, if they would have won undefeated, they would have got in without it. But it works against them this time. Though I think they are a good football team. Uh, Wake Forest, I like the story. Them and Michigan State, though. I like. I know Michigan State beat Michigan finally, but their Michigan State schedule so far has been kind of the same too. It's one of the weakest in the country. Nothing against them. You, that's that's who's on their schedule so far. It's not like high states hadn't you know been a guillotine so far, but <laughs> right. um, or gauntlet I should say. But um, I like that Wake Forest is up there. To me, I think they should be fair. If they if it was Clemson undefeated in the ACC. You know, they, they would have a shot at the playoffs. I think they ought to give Wake Forest a legitimate look. What I don't like at what they did is when they dropped all the Big 12 teams down, mm-hmm. they didn't – now they've made it hard for all three of those teams to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, if they leave one of them up there, just like we got Michigan State, so now Ohio State's got Michigan State on the schedule. So they've got that coming. They got Michigan – the Big 12 can beat itself up, but they don't get that big bump. So I'm sure Oklahoma State was looking forward to playing number two or number three Oklahoma at Bedlam. Uh, thank you for saying that. My favorite rivalry name in all of sports, <laughs> uh, honestly. But um, so that kind of disappointed me is that they 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 set they set them up for failure almost. I don't like that. Um, Auburn is a good football team, and the Iron Bowl is going is going to be huge this year. And I don't I, I'm not ruling Auburn out right now you know, as we stand. So I, th- I think it's a good top 10. I just, to me, it's shook up a little bit. If you know, like I just, uh, I, the eight Oklahoma, I just don't, I know that's what's go- That's going to be the talk all day tomorrow. I don't know how they explain it. I, I really don't. Um, no, I, I don't yeah. either. Um, I know Oklahoma has issues on defense. I understand they've had issues on offense even transitioning to a new starting quarterback in Caleb Williams. The Kansas game was the Kansas game. But you got to real like I, I I put a stock into if you're undefeated, that means something. Yeah. So are you going to like on the and the eyeball test? If we're going to use the eyeball test, because I think that's a lot of what they're using right now is the eyeball test, not Apparently. so much the resume, which ESPN kind of laid out so well before the rankings set before the rankings came out. If they're going to use the eyeball test, I don't think that Michigan can stop Oklahoma from scoring 40 points. I don't. I don't. I, I know Michigan can score, but if you're going to say seven and eight and use the eyeball test, I'm not going to say like, hey, who would be, who is the better, who, who would win in, in this game? But based off what we have seen, and these games are played at times that everybody on that committee can watch the games. You can have multiple screens on at one time. You can, a lot of these people are athletic directors. And so there's their schools can set things up for them to have multiple screens up at one time. You can find ways to watch these games. You may see more struggles from Oklahoma than you do Michigan. You may see more struggles from Michigan than you do Oklahoma. 
I just wonder how in the world they're going to justify this in a couple weeks once we get more games. And if we say, well, X, Y, and Z, this is why things are going on. I know this is an Ohio State show, but even if Ohio State does everything, are you going to keep Ohio State at five if they roll out through and Oregon rolls through and Michigan State rolls through until Ohio State plays plays Ohio State? And then let's say Alabama, let's say all five of the top five, all the top five, they roll through and they win until the November 20th games. Are you, are, if Ohio State keeps playing better, you cannot keep them outside of after behind Oregon. You, you just can't do that. Right. You're possibly setting themselves up to do that because Oregon can run through the schedule and win the Pac-12. Ohio State, Jeff, can run through the Big Ten and win the Big Ten Conference. Two teams that are 12-1, and one, and then you're going to tell me, oh, well, uh, this school here is going to jump these schools because of X, Y, and Z, but Alabama ended up losing in either the SEC championship or in the Iron Bowl, but because this team jumped the other schools, we're going to have – no. like I get it. November 20th is going to work itself out. Conference championship games, they're going to work themselves out. But they could be setting somebody up who is yep. undefeated in Cincinnati or in Oklahoma. I doubt Wake Forest because the ACC is trash. But you're setting themselves up to have somebody move up. Then all of a sudden it's like, wait, how do you justify this now when in the beginning your starting point, your foundation wasn't as solid as it should have been? Well, and here's here's what I don't like what they did. I know it's a Ohio State show, and I will I will bring this around to them. But this is what I said. I just want to take you know. Here's how I bring it to Ohio State. I want to take umbrage with something Herb Street said on the broadcast tonight. He dismissed putting Georgia and Bama at two. He said, "I know everybody's going to complain about the SEC, blah blah blah." He goes, "But it'll work itself out." But here's what I meant: when you put Bama at two, what you've done now is get, there's no reason for Georgia to play the game. Georgia. Georgia loses the uh, championship game against number two Alabama, they're still in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So by putting Bama at two, what you did was now when, like, say Georgia won, say they beat Bama, and they or they lose to Bama late, but they lose to number five or number six Bama, then you can actually talk about switching the two. If Bama's two and Georgia's one, all you're going to do is flip. It, it, it matters. So basically you've given both them teams a playoff spot if they if they went out. Uh, and that's except for George, you know what I mean? That's what mm -hmm. I don't like about that is that you've essentially conceded a playoff spot. Yeah. It works itself out if Georgia wins, but why not give them the chance to win instead of giving, I, I just don't like it. So, I mean, you know, there's a world where there's a world to where Georgia can make a decision to, to determine how they play that game based on the fact that they are not going to be out of the playoffs if they go undefeated into that game, and Bama's still too. I don't like that. Um, and, and and at the same time, you're basically eliminating Oklahoma that way, things like that. So the, the good news is where Ohio State sits, they've set them up for success. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talked about what they did to Oklahoma. I personally don't, you know, I'm glad that they've overlooked some of the – but I brought it up all year. Like, we're holding all these games against these other teams. I saw the Tulsa game. I saw the Minnesota game. I saw the Oregon game. Like, they're not holding those against Ohio State. As an Ohio State fan, I've said this all year. This system benefits me. I love it. We have the – it just – the numbers came out this week. We have the most eyeballs in the country per team every week. It's not even – it's really not even that close after Bama. Um, you know, so – I'm in, and they've they've set us up. I've I've argued every week that everybody told me now nah, high states just got to win, and you know it. You saw me all over Twitter. I'm like, no, I don't think that's true. Apparently, the committee just says all they got to do is win. You know, yeah, you kind of went right to it. I was gonna. The next thought was, how is Ohio State going to move into the top four? And we all, it's kind of 
self-explanatory. I don't I don't mean to say that, Jeff, we this is like an elementary type of class. If you look at Ohio State's schedule, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. The road games are against against Nebraska and then Michigan. So you have two home games back to back. Road or away, it does not matter. If they went out, they're in. I mean, it's literally that simple. I think so. I think the I, I think you brought it up though. This week is that test against Nebraska. The eyeball test is going to be okay. Ohio State, we've overlooked everything you did. We trusted you're a really good team. We saw that you were two incomplete passes from blowing out Penn State last week. We saw the holding penalties. We saw all that, which I think is fair. I think that Penn State game could have got away from Penn State, mm-hmm. and it didn't uh, for a lot of factors. So I think what they're saying this week, you're playing a good team, a tough team, a team that can upset you, and they shouldn't. So if you struggle in this game. Um, you know, if you make these mistakes, then I think, you know, we're looking at a Michigan jumping them that this is where a Cincinnati is going to creep in. So I really think that this, I don't think, I think the Purdue game won't matter. I think this week at Nebraska, they've given Ohio state the, the opportunity they need to take care of business solidly and then they're fine. I really think that they need that they're on the clock. Uh, that that's my opinion. They have not proven that by putting them at five in the country. Um, I hope they're right. I'm, 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 I'm on board. So, Jeff, I, I got a question for you. We're almost up out of time, but if Ohio State, and I'm, I'll piggyback off of this as well, but you mentioned it, Nebraska's lost a lot of single game, I mean, like one possession mm-hmm. games, eight points or less. All six of their losses are by eight points or less. They could very well, they don't have the talent, I believe, of, I know they don't have, a, I, don't be, I don't believe they have the talent of a Michigan State, the talent of a Cincinnati, mm-hmm. talent of a Michigan. I don't think that. They just can't close games. I'm not even saying this is all on Scott Frost. If he's calling the right game, execution has been bad in crucial points in the game. Even throughout different parts of the game, their execution has been bad. They've overlooked a close game against Tulsa. Well, the final mm-hmm. margin, mar- margin of victory was different, mm-hmm. but they've overlooked how Ohio State played. They've overlooked how they looked against Minnesota. But However, Minnesota being number 20, that does help Ohio State it, right now. Good point, Jay. If, Ohio, point, State has a, if Ohio State has a close game, Jeff, Will the committee overlook it and say, well, we saw what happened against Penn State. You guys kind of ran through the easy teams. Nebraska to us is looked at as an easy team. However, you guys struggled. It was only a 14, 17, excuse me, 17 point win. Should have been 25, or it was only a 14 point win. Should have been 30. We're going to jump Cincinnati above you and move you back to number yep. six. Are we looking at something to where the committee could be doing something like that in the next week's ranking? I, I do. I think that I honestly think that they've said you need like now we've given you the official rank. Everything else doesn't matter. This is when the rankings start, and now we're judging number five Ohio State against unranked Nebraska. You need to look solid. You need to look good. I don't think the point margin is as big a deal as just like the first half. You have to look great, like the Indiana mm-hmm. game last year. I think they were they overlooked that because they're like, no, we watched the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the point I think the point margin has to be the, you know, proverbial spread word. You know what I mean? I think they have to get there, but I really think they have to look like a, a physically dominant team. They have to look like a team that could play with the other top four teams. Or I, I honestly do. I think Michigan could jump them. And I think Cincinnati could jump them next week if they lay an egg uh, versus Nebraska, regardless of the win. I don't think Nebraska's a just win yet. Believe me, everybody will at me and tell me I'm wrong, Jay. They've been telling me all week, and they were right. High State's five. Y'all were right. All they had to do was win, and they're in, baby. We know the talent that Ohio State has, and I do believe this should be a game where Ohio State blows Nebraska out of the water. Adrian Martinez, he is what he is. Scott Frost has put has theoretically had a marriage with 
Adrian Martinez and just not let that man go. And I believe that sometimes Adrian Martinez and that connection that he has with Scott Frost is part of the reason that Nebraska has played the way that they have. There's also the Nebraska that played Oklahoma tough, almost beat, I literally mean almost beat Michigan, almost mm-hmm. beat Michigan State. The second half is a different tale for that Nebraska team than the first half. We talk about tales of two halves. If Ohio State shows up in the first half and then kind of tries to coast in the second half, that's not the right recipe for this team. I know Ryan Day is not for style points. And, well, the style points like we're used to under the BCS, this might need to be a game, buddy, where some style points need to be had. And you need to just remind people, we know we had a close, hard-fought win over Penn State, but we are the Buckeyes. And we're on the road and probably a sold-out sold out stadium. And we are beating this team every single play. Jeff Hunt. We might have to do this again next week, man. I don't know, man. We kind of got a good vibe going on here. Like always, Jeff, let the good people know where they can catch you on Twitter and where they can catch some of the good stuff you're doing at the Off the Ball Network work as well if there's a live show coming up about the CFP rankings that came out Tuesday night. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jay. Yeah, you can see right there. Find me at jhunt 6 on Twitter. I'm very, very active. Um, I love talking about this stuff. I love debating this stuff with the fans. You guys are great. Uh, I'm Jeff Needs Sports is my podcast. Find that everywhere you listen to podcasts. And I do a ton of live shows on Twitter at at jhunt 6 handle and at the offtheballnetwork.com uh, that I'm a part of. We'll have college football uh, ranking shows coming up later this week. I do uh, NFL power rankings, college playoff rankings every week, which those are going to be a little different now because now we actually have college football playoff rankings. But it's a great time of year for me, and uh, I appreciate Locked On Buckeyes and Jay for having me on. Jeff, one thing very quickly. I'll, I'll close the show in a second. I'm just reading this from Twitter. Dan Hope from 11 Warriors just said that they're having a teleconference with Gary Barta. Um, all the Ohio State reporters are right now. This is a direct quote from Gary Barter right now. Quote, offensively, who can argue with what's happened with Stroud and Henderson and Alave and Wilson? That's been impressive. They don't yet have a signature win, end quote. Do you think that's a correct quote from him? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. It really is. And but and so they've set them up for signature wins, though. Uh, it, it's 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 a weird season in, in the Big Ten. It's a it's a good it's a good year for Ohio State to have a solid Big Ten conference around them for the first time in quite a while. Yeah, it is. I we would look at that Penn State win a whole lot different, even if it went the same exact way if they did not lose to Illinois. I mean, I, I firmly oh, believe that. If they if, if that that's right. to me that going in to me that was a signature win. But however, that Illinois that was planning to be a, a signature win. That Illinois loss and the way that mm-hmm. and how they looked. That was a big problem for them, and that's why Ohio State right now does not have a signature win, which is also why the Nittany Lions are outside of the top 25. Guys, it's a lot. Jeff and I could go on for a very long time, but we got to close up shop. You can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. It's right there on YouTube and Twitter. If For those of you that are watching that maybe you don't follow me right now, but you see the Twitter handle right there under my name, Locked One Buckeyes will be here all week long. Getting you ready for the Nebraska game coming up this weekend. We'll have a beat writer from Nebraska on the show here shortly. And, of course, my keys to victory. One of them I already told Jeff earlier at the end of Saturday's game. I have It has not changed because I do believe if you do not do this one thing, it'll be a long game for your Ohio State Buckeyes. Guys, in the meantime, make sure you check out the Locked on Big Ten podcast. Make Locked on Buckeyes your first listen of every single day. Make the Locked on Big Ten podcast listen number two. For Jeff Hunt from the Off the Ball Network, I am Jay Stevens, the host of this year's podcast, the Locked on Buckeyes podcast. 
We will be back tomorrow. And, man, we have a lot to talk about because your Buckeyes, they got to come up and bring their A game this weekend, or Nebraska might surprise them. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible T-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.